Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, one and all. This is Bakabytes, a show where we talk about what we are watching this week in anime. I am your host, Frankfurter, and with me today, as always, is my co-host, Mischievous Aphrodisiac Magically Average. How are you doing, buddy? I don't like that name. You <laughs> that, do? No, I don't. That's that oh. sounds that's it sounds like I like am the one creeper at the nightclub that like slips in the roofy, not roofy into people's drinks. You're not? Alright. Says the man drinking lemon tea. What does that have to do with anything? What what Everything. is that? Like you can make like a pee joke. It looks like urine, I guess. But like I don't understand what you're getting at here. We listen. We take one um, week off, and you've gotten more screws loose than ever before. This when is do I not have screws loose. That's what I mean. It's just they're multiplying. <laughs> you you gotta. I don't know. You gotta go see someone. These chills, they're multiplying. I don't even know what oh, you're yeah. singing. Oh my gosh, Greece. this is, this Greece. is, this is horrible. This is an da, awful da, da, start. Da, 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 da. All right, I'm gonna take the reins here. Oh God. So we, <laughs> yeah, the, the one that not doesn't have the script in front of him. Yeah. All right, here we go. Off the cuff, <laughs> that folks. That was the Get script. Ready. It was literally yeah. in the script. <laughs> <laughs> it's off. It's off the cuff now, everyone. Magically average, is, magically average is taking over the show. No, we mm. took last week off for holiday, and boy Just oh boy, general busyness. Yeah, general busyness too. But boy oh boy, watching these last episodes—I mean, for the past two weeks—so much has happened, and yet not a lot has happened. <laughs> like the one common theme at least in the one the shows i've been watching are like the animation quality i don't know what happened if they got like a bump in in their freedom to just spend as much as they want or whatever but like skeleton knight shikamori even like kagawa at times spy family at times too like they all just seem to have like the slight ramp up 
<laughs> in animation quality. I was like, oh, this is pleasantly surprising. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. I mean, there were, I mean, I pointed out one part that of animation in okay. Comey that was just All right. ass ugly, not great. But I mean, other than that, it was good. I'd agree. Uh, generally speaking, I'd agree. It wasn't that bad but we'll get to that they later. literally did the my hero Listen, academia thing where Deku yeah, where they, just gets zoomed yeah, in just except gets, for I, just minor characters like they, side characters. could they have just kept it as a still image yes did they but here's the thing no they didn't just do it once they did it twice yeah i know i i have eyeballs i can see that oh, i get God, it you have eyes all right move it along i would have what never guessed talking? behind those spectacles what are we talking now you're making fun you wear glasses too God, says the pot to the fucking kettle. Jesus. What are we talking about today? Oh, my God. I'm already sick of you. <laughs> we're like, we're three minutes in. We're three minutes in. I've, I already want to end it. <laughs> I already want to end this show. I, I, I now have the power. You, I can I can stop this recording right goddamn now. Uh, what are we talking buddy. about? Um, I've got a few quick hits. I've got uh, Birdie Wing Heroines run the show, your boy Kong Ming. You've got Skeleton Knight and Shikamori because I forgot to watch it. And then we will be talking about Tomodachi Game, Onipon, Diamond, Kaguya-sama, Komi, and Spy Family. Or Spy X Family. Whichever one floats your boat. But um, I'll get us kick started on Birdie Wing. If we're recapping the last two weeks... I mean... Here's the recap. Yeah, real quick, because mine are just... I'm just going to like yeah, go through um, it. Yeah, basically, the girl who broke her glass arm, she loses the golf match and uh, underground golf. Yeah, right. Underground golf, like that whole like episode wasn't that. Ri- OK, no, it was kind of a little ridiculous in points. The two ridiculous points are basically underground golf girl gets a boat ton of money, literally like her and the Viper girl like get a shit ton of money. The Viper girl fucks off and buys a yacht and is just like living on a yacht with her like beta boyfriend who was in the mafia or whatever is just like his or like her servant now i don't know that was weird but like when they're driving away from the house that's about to be demolished which by the way they told the people to stay in the house until the girl eve her name is eve until eve gets back eve gets back at like the last possible moment and they're like hop in the car we're getting out of here it's like they could have just gone and just met somewhere else I don't understand why they had but then to stay. It, it wouldn't have been as intense as it was. I don't know. But basically they get in the car and that's when Eve opens up just a briefcase of money and the kids, like the three like stupid just kids, just grab the money and they're like, We're rich and they're just like money's flying out as if they don't give a shit. It's like, what the fuck? But the long of it short, uh, that was a ridiculous scene and then they kinda like buy they like buy through illegal means i'm sure uh like valid ids and they buy a new bar and they have their own way of income etc now and the kids can go to school etc etc and then eve is like cool i'm wanted by the other mafia that i beat in the golf match so i'm pissing off to japan bye everyone and leaves but the ridiculous part of that last that episode was that the girl who she beat the one with the one arm now is like Sitting on a port next to like a boat, like you know the dock, like where the giant things where you tie the rope to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like leaning up against that, just sitting, smoking a cigarette. Gets a visit by her old coach, and her old coach is like, "Oh, like the, you didn't have this, and that's why Eve is better than you." Yada yada. He pisses off, and he's like, "I'll see you never." And then she's like, "Yeah, you won't," because a car comes around, and it's the mafia that she lost to, and they put a hit out on her, and she just gets shot in the fucking forehead. 
And that's the episode. That was that episode. And then Wait, the other, the next episode, yeah. Glass what? arm chick just gets yeah. blasted. She just gets assassinated. Yeah. Oh. She gets she gets fucking killed by the mafia. What the fuck? It's, it's fucking insane. But um, the next episode is a little more tame. Uh, Eve is in Japan. She goes to the school where what's like the Japanese girl goes to and is just like, hey, I'm here to keep my promise. And like the club president is like, hey, before you go see her, you have to beat this like number two girl in um, a one round hole of golf. And she does it with ease. And that's it. What's this one bullshit of like one hole? It's just like, I don't know. Test your might, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, she she beats her with ease and then gets to meet up with her friend again. And that's when I think. She's staying in Japan forever now, and maybe it's... Oh, no, the it, the episode ends with, like, hey, class, meet your new classmate that's transferring in. And it's, like, Eve who pulls out her passport. She's, like, Eve, and then she's, like, what's my last name again? And she's, like... <laughs> Classic. So, yeah, Birdie Wing, it's fucking ridiculous. It's great. I love it. It's so stupid. It's so dumb, and I love it so much. It's great. Like, if you like stupid, it's like, sports anime, go watch it. It's insane. That's what I got for for Birdie Wing. Tell me, tell me about Skelly or Shiki. I'll start with Skeleton Knight. This is, it's funny. I haven't seen too much about it on like social media, like TikTok or anything like that. But just in in like recent days, more and more people are like, "Oh, my favorite show of this season, or my favorite isekai at least, is Skeleton Knight." And I'm like, "Hey, more people are joining in. Cool." Uh it's just they're kind of finishing up this one arc i guess you'd call it where they rescue all the elves yay but then they meet up with the furry-eared ninja from a couple episodes ago when they were in the process of rescuing elves and the ninja is like i will see you again probably and lo and behold they find her again in this town that they're going to and she's like hey i have a request um you know how you saved all those elves back there i need you to save my people which are beast people and I was like, ooh, like Ghislaine from <laughs> Mashoko Tensei. I was like, all right, I'm into this. Let's do it. But the cool thing about this is we found out that this world has had other isekai people in it. Egan. I know. I wonder if they're going to go more into it. But basically, this new clan of ninjas, they're all based around famous ninjas from Japanese history. Um, because he, Ark, our main character, finds out from the ninja that they, well, the person that created the clan and coined the name Ninja, because before then no one else knew about it except those in the clan, uh, was a person called, like, the Great Founder, and his name was Hanzo. And my, my brain was like, Hanzo from Overwatch? And then, but Ark's like, oh, Hanzo, like, for sure Japanese name. Like, that's just common. So then he kind of pries a little bit more and realizes that all the, the person that he's talking to and then one of her cohorts are named after famous ninjas from Japanese folklore. And so he got all pumped. But that meant because it was like this clan was created like 600 years ago within this world that the great founder was like isekai into this area 600 years ago. And I was like, oh, I, OK, cool. We're getting more of like the might be other people involved that have, you know, greater knowledge element. And I was like, all right, sweet. But yeah, the episodes, the last two episodes are basically just infiltrating this one part of, 
part of the town where they're holding the beast people prisoner. They rescue them. Everything goes great. Ark is hilarious still when he does it because he's so overpowered. It's ridiculous. Um, the other piece that they start going into, which is like giving me a lot of like the overlord vibes too, is they're trying to create more tension with these side characters of, I don't know what, they don't do a good job of setting out the different kingdoms and their relationships with one another. But like the main kingdom that was involved with the elf trading, the eldest son who was in line to take the throne gets murdered by the second in line. There's been a murder. There's been a murder. It was with a knife in the prince's chambers. Um, by Colonel Mustard. By, well, General Cetrin <laughs> this time around. Yeah. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah, yeah. You you were on the right track though. You would have gotten it on the next turn probably. Hmm. But there's like these whole internal internal kingdom conflicts of like the youngest brother setting up the oldest brother and basically the oldest brother being an asshole because he's the one that's in charge of all this illegal trading of slaves. <laughs> I mean elf and beast people. And then at the end of this latest episode, we get this other kingdom that's like super evil like imagine like dr evil petting the cat pinky up on his face like mm, yes good good we sense turmoil in the kingdom they are ours for the taking and i'm like i don't know what's going on here but i'm gonna enjoy it i guess so it's fun it, it, it is really cool like i said it's it's not anything new in terms of like isekai the world building is mediocre but up until this point at least it's it's been that way it's starting to improve a bit more i'm sure they'll dive deeper into the different kingdoms and their relationships and the struggles that they've faced over the years because all we've known up to this point is like elves are good but are being enslaved by bad people and then now beast people are in the same predicament we don't get a lot of like the well what happened to the relationships that cause this between the humans and elves and humans and beast people and how are they related within the kingdoms and other kingdoms so it'll probably dive that deeper into that in these next few episodes but it's it's fun but yeah like the animation quality there are parts that make me barf because it turns to cgi out of nowhere like Ooh. randomly but not like at Ooh. first it was arc from time to time like would just be like in certain scenes like cgi right. and it didn't look bad but there was like there was a moment in this last episode where like the dark elf that he's with communicates with the other elves using like a special type of bird. She like sends it off. Normal animation style. Fly, That's bird, great. Fly. <laughs> but it pans down and they're both CGI. And I'm like, oh, oh God. <laughs> it's like so jarring. You're like, oh God. And I'm like, uh. And then like, but then like it, it zooms in really close on each of them individually. And it's normally, like, it's, again, drawn animation. Everything's normal again. And then it pans out and it goes, like, snaps back to CGI. And you're just like, oh, God. Like, the weird transitions between, like, regular, anim like, the, the standard drawn animation and then the CGI animation is very, like, gross at times. But overall, like, yeah. the animation is drastically improved. There were fighting scenes this time around that, like, I wouldn't have even imagined based on how the first few episodes went that I was like, whoa, kind of blown away by this. This is great. So, yeah, it's fun. Fair enough. Yeah, that sounds good. Not really, because I'm not a huge Overlord fan, but, uh, you know, that's fine. I mean, they're like, 
It's not my thing, but yeah. it's, I'm not going to poo-poo on it. It's just not my thing. It's it. it's definitely not Overlord in the sense that it definitely it reminds you constantly that it's a video game. It's it's moved away from that, and which explaining, is good. Explaining spells. Yeah, it, it's it's not done. It's luckily it doesn't do that. It does the stupid trope of like the you know they say their spell and then it like spells it out on the screen real quick, like super intense like, okay. video game that's battle style. Yeah, it that's that part's okay. It's it. You know, it's it's a good trope to have, I guess, for this type yeah. of isekai. But I, I will say though that they're diving deeper into what I was hopeful Overlord would get into, which was like the are there other players in this world? Like, have others gone here somehow? Like what's happening? Yeah. Skeletonite seems to be going more into that direction. At least I hope so, based on some of the subtle hints they sprinkled through these last two episodes with the whole ninja clan. But we'll have to see. But I've been enjoying it so far. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, next show I'm going to talk about, and I'll talk briefly about it just because there isn't a whole, like, there's a few plot points that happen, but a whole bunch of nothing really happens in your boy Kong Ming the past two weeks. Um, like, don't get me wrong, there's still amazing episodes, but um, basically it's just the girl and, uh, it's the girl and the guy, the rapper and the singer trying to, like, get back to the roots and find what they are like, why they're doing this. So the girl kind of like is talk. They're, they're both talking and the girl suggests like, Oh, why don't you like, this is the ch- part where I get cheesy and tell you to go back to your roots. And he's like, no, that's brilliant. Uh, see you later. And he just dicks out and just like goes back home and goes under the same sketchy bridge that he did as a kid with all his friends or whatever to learn uh, like where he found his love of rap and sure as shit, there's his buddy still rapping, but this time for YouTube and shit and he's got like 50 followers or something stupid like that and he's just rapping it's just cheesy and it's fun it's a good time and then the girl's like trying to figure out what you know what why she wants to sing or who she's singing for because previously she was singing with a she made a friend uh with a street musician and like you know they become quick friends they're enjoying themselves and she like finds her voice a bit more, but then she's like the DJ guy that is going to make the track for her who's basically just DJ or it's just Steve Aoki. Um, basically challenges are like, you're, you're good. You've made it, but like you're never, or you haven't made it, but like you haven't made it until you find out who you're singing for. Why are you singing? And that's when she's like, Hey, I'm singing like, they, her and the girl go up to the rooftop of like this skyscraper because they're that was like the ticket that was in the last pouch that Kong Ming had given to her. It's like if you feel stressed out, open these bags, and this was in the last bag was like a ticket to go to this, you know, look at the views, etc. And before this, her friend had gotten mysterious phone calls, and you're like, oh, oh what's going on? And that's when. At the top of like the tower, they like she drops the bombshell. Like an air blimp is just in the background, just like doing advertisements. And that's when the girl's just like, "Ta-da! I'm the lead singer for the band that you're going against." It's like uh, I forget what it is, what the band name was, but like they're all masked, so it's not inherently like, "Oh, this is that person." But because you know you see the characters multiple times, it's like, "Okay, you could put two and two together. You you knew this was coming." And that, and she's basically like, you know, the next time we meet, we'll probably be rivals. I can't be friends with you. I'm sorry. And basically the girl just was like, you know what? That's who I'm singing for. I'm singing for you and I'm singing for like the populace. I'm singing for the people who, you know, 
feel like they're stuck in whatever positions they are because they go into the backstory of how this girl came to be in this band, etc. Like it was for fun with a bunch of friends and then they try to make it big and they couldn't get anybody in the producers like you have talent, but you're never going to make it unless you do everything I say and just become robots essentially. And that was that backstory. So they basically find what they're, you know, what they're looking for. And in the newest episode, the rapper goes up against his rival or whatever for the first time in like a couple of years and smokes the guy essentially. Like I couldn't tell it because like, it's a lot of Japanese wordplay and I'm not familiar with all their vocabulary and their, the emphasis on different characters, etc. So it's like, a bit of it was like whew, right over my head, but like it sounded good. It sounded pretty, and like reading the subtitles, it was good. But like his, you know, friend raises it, like when they're about to do like, okay, if you think this person wins, do this or whatever. Like the other guy just picks up his arm. He's like, no, I he wins. Like, bye. And when that battle is over, that's when the girl gets the text like, hey, you're the song. Like the song composition is ready. Like you pass the test, like whatever the song composition is ready. Come in, let's record the song. Let's record the lyrics now. And it, it's just like a, the last bit of the episode is just like a montage of her just doing different takes. And the working title for the song was like, uh, insert city name here. I forget what city name Udon shop. And then like the name of the episode was called dreamer. And at the end of the episode, she crosses off the song name and it like writes in dreamer. And that's where the episode ends. So it's like, it's very good. I'm waiting for this whole like battle to happen because it's going to happen. It's leading up to it. It's, it's very good. I I'm really enjoying this show. This is like my, uh, I don't know. I don't, it, probably third, fourth favorite show this season. It's very good. Yeah. Like, yeah, if if I haven't already ruined everything, go watch, the, like, the rest of... Like, just go watch the show and just watch it along. It's great. It comes out on Thursdays on High Dives. But, um, yeah, speaking of Shiki Shiki Bon Bon, tell me about Shikimori. Good transition. Shikimori, I, so. I... So, I'll start off by saying that my theory has yet to be proven right, but I love the direction they went. So I was at the mindset after the last couple of episodes with like the river and that whole sequence of like Izumi, the clumsy one trying to like become more independent and strong and see, you know, look out for himself where Shikimori was like, Nope, I want to be your savior. I thought that was going to cause some tension. Um, it hasn't happened yet, but these last two episodes have been culture festival and we get like a big bombshell in these which is there's another love interest of Izumi and it's fantastic. Unless something happened in this latest episode, it's not for Izumi. It's for Shikamori. No, it's for Izumi. You would think it's for Shikamori after the second to last one, but it is is not. So culture festival starts off. Everything's going swimmingly. They their school does a certain thing where it's like, hey, you pick a random heart out of a like box and it has a number on it, and out of all the students in the school, there's one other number that matches with yours. You got to go find them, and it, apparently the theory is like if you find them and you take a picture, you have eternal love. Yay! Um, 
So mm-hmm. obviously, first year they do it with Izumi and Shikamori, they have the same number, and that's when you find out that that's when they started dating. Um, we also find out in this last episode that that's also Shikamori's birthday, so it's like a cute like it's all your birthday, but it's also your anniversary, and you're like, oh, it's so adorable. But the bigger piece, the, the juicier bits of these, is that there's another love interest, and it is, I forget her name, but she is the badass. She's, she's from, the ace of the volleyball team. She is the ace of the volleyball team. She is the badass. She is the Basically, when we first meet her, it seemed like the immediate rival of Shikamori. And you're like, fuck yeah, this is going to be great. So the whole start, the whole sequence starts off with Izumi and her in the library because they're part of the library like committee. And they're helping out during the culture festival and they get to talking. And she starts asking him a lot of questions about Shikamori and getting really intense. Like... How did it happen? Like, when did you start dating? Like, what did she do to, like, get you? Like, what happened? And he's, Zumi's getting kind of freaked out. Um, And I think that's right where the previous episode ends, right around that. This episode starts off, and the tone is totally different. We get this weird, but also beautiful intro sequence of, like, them playing out Cinderella's story. So it's our blue-haired ace volleyball member at a ball in a black dress talking with friends, and she sees Izumi off in the corner in his prince gown talking with other gentlemen, and they catch eyes, and so she thinks, until Shikamori comes bursting out from behind her with the Cinderella slippers on and gets her, get, or gets Izumi. And then the clock strikes midnight and everyone just sort of evaporates and she's alone. And it's like a weird beginning to an episode. Like it, it but it, it does a great job of setting the tone right away. So the episode progresses and we find out that she's had a crush on him for a, like since they first met in the library club. Um, because she's always which was the previous year, which was the previous year. Right. She based on like, and there's a really heart-wrenching moment too this episode hit really different i think that's why it was so good she Hmm. like all of her friends love her like everyone in the class admires her they're all they always say how cool she is how stoic she is she's so beautiful she could be a model because she's so tall all the guys are like i can't believe how gorgeous she is i can't believe she's single i should go ask her out i don't think so i'm gonna get turned down like everyone admires this girl to death and there's one point when she's at, she leaves the library club. She goes to her actual class that are doing like a cafe. And they're like, oh, thank God you're here. We couldn't have done this without you. Oh my gosh, you're a lifesaver. We're going to get so many more people. This is great. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And she like, she's standing with her back facing the screen. And like all these different people are, you just see like all these different text blobs pop up of like, you're amazing you're so cool. We couldn't do anything without you. You're so gorgeous. And then she just spins around and goes, I need a minute. Smiles on her face. She's like, I I need to take a break just real quick. I'll be back. And she goes out to the roof and she has this moment of like, all right, that's it. I have to let these emotions go away. I, I can't hold on to anymore. She's like, this is where Shikamori and I are different. Shikamori kind of puts her heart on her sleeve like she she wears it proudly. She doesn't she's not afraid to show it. Me, I can't do that. I have to hide it. So I just have to let these emotions go. And that's it. And then Shikamori shows up and is like, "Hey. Uh 
I could tell something's up. And I think I'm the only person that knows, but you like him. And she's like, it's totally fine. Like it, I don't mind it if someone else likes him, but you know, you don't have to hide it. And then she like, the girl's like, no, 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 you, it's, he's yours. He's, you know, I, I lost by chance basically. Like I can't do what you did. And then just starts sobbing. She's like, what is this? And she's like crying. And she like, doesn't know what's happening. And it's this weird <laughs> moment of like, you see a person's emotions that they've been bottling up for so long, like start breaking and flooding out and they just can't control it, but they're trying so hard to stop it. And Shikamori then is like, basically like, cause the other girl's like, you know what? Nope. I lost my chance. I have to throw these emotions away. And then Shikamori is like, no. And like goes in for a hug and it's like, nope, that's not what you're going to do. She's like, I, I, you are allowed to like him. It's fine. I would, I don't think you need to hide it. It just doesn't make sense to, and it's not fair to you that like I was the first one to say something. And that means that you have to deal with all this. Like, it's like, it's not fair to you. And then we also find out that the cool volleyball girl had the same number as Izumi this year for their stupid heart in a box thing. And Shikamori, like, tried to get her to trade and, like, gave his basically traded her number. And then afterwards, Shikamori found out that, you know, they, that she likes her, basically, after seeing yeah. their, their interactions and stuff. So it was, it was a whole scene. And I'm like, wow, that is so intense and for high school. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I picked a bad week to miss. Oh, it was so good. Like, it, it truly was. It was a great turn of events in terms of, like, what they have been doing so far episode to episode. And it was a, it was such a like drastic change in tone and just overall feel that I think mm-hmm. it was necessary for the show. Cause it was kind of going down that track of like, okay, this is getting old hat. Let's move along from the clumsy kid and badass girlfriend. Yeah. Let's go with something different. I, again, I thought it was going to be tension with Izumi and, and Shikamori of like being independent versus you know being a little bit more controlling, but no, they did love interest and they did it to perfection. Like it was so well done. You saw a lot of different character development too, because even like there's one point where at the end of the episode, Shikamori is like, "Hey Izumi, don't change. By the way, I, I, like don't change the way you are." And he's like, "What do you mean? Like I just had a friend the other day tell me that I've changed a lot lately. That friend happened to be the girl." that likes him talking with him just casually in the library saying like, Oh, you know, you've changed since the first time we met in the library for, com- for the committee, like over the last yeah. year, like there's just, there's so much built into this one episode. I was blown away. So good. Yeah, no, I'm, that kind of reminds me of a manga that you and I are reading that I will not say the name of because that is like a current plot line in the books. Yes, it but is. But they got to it much sooner. They uh, did. And and again, I thought it was a I didn't think it was forced too. No. Because I love the setup. Because I've gotten to one of the two episodes that you watched. In the one episode it did not feel forced. It did seem a little out of nowhere, just like it it happened suddenly, but like it happened suddenly, but they gave enough context to it and it wasn't just this random character that we've never seen before it's like oh i remember like oh it's this character that's popped up a few times yeah so it's like i i think that it while it was sudden it was done very well 
but yeah, I'm excited to actually watch this next episode because like it does seem like an emotional roller coaster that was really good. Um, so yeah, interesting. Uh it's if it's done well, it's it it could be really great and I'm glad it was. So Yeah. I mean I'm just, it, I'm just hoping that the uh the other one that we're thinking of uh that once it gets to that point in time that it's it's done very well because I'm very much so looking forward to that. Yeah, I am too. I, I will say the the I think the biggest takeaway I had was that this episode focused a lot on the volleyball ace. And I think that yeah. played really well into it because like you said, like we met her before during the vault, like the tournament, the ball tournament is what they called it. I think where they play Shikamori plays against her in volleyball. Um, so we, we knew her, we got the small little like teaser of it. The previous episode with like the, Oh, there's this girl and they having a serious conversation about dating. This is kind of weird. But then this episode was strictly dedicated to we're going to, yeah, just it, it's basically only looks back to the over the last year, but it, there's so much built into it that they dive deeper into that. It just makes everything kind of puts all the pieces together. You're like, okay, this is really well done. Like it, it doesn't feel awkward. Like it, it's, it's a genuine love interest that they're finally getting into. And I, really really think they did a, a perfect job with it yeah i'd agree um well i would i assume i'd agree because you and i have been kind of on the same page for this show so i'm i'm actually really looking forward to watching this episode yeah no I, this, I in this week's episode yes yes yeah well so actually I no i actually talk about it next week i i think don't quote me on this i'm going to do some research in a second but i think this next episode is the covid episode as well so i think We'll have to wait two weeks for the newest episode because of the delays. Don't quote me on that, okay. but I believe Shikamori had two week seven and week nine were going to be delayed. I think they're technically mm -hmm. on their eighth episode because of the delay now. Yes, you would be correct. Shikamori's not just a cutie. Episode nine will air on June 18th. Yep, so we're going to have to wait two weeks, which... Oh, building up that tension even more, I guess. Yeah, but let's just hope that we don't. This show doesn't fall to the wayside in between the season changes because we've only got three weeks left. Oh God, don't remind me. This summer season is too stacked to even think about right now. It's, it's absolutely positively insane. It's B A N A N A N A N A N A N A S. That's a very long A. <laughs> I I was debating if I wanted to do another ed or go into the S and I struggled in my I just my brain shut off for a fraction of a second. So you just done had a, a brain fart. It's okay. Done we all did have it to. did done got it. What do you got for me though? Uh I've got heroin heroin. Heroin's hair you got heroin. Oh my lord. Uh the, folks, this is now turning into a uh a li little little consultation episode um we're here as your friends you're you can speak openly with us the word you were looking for was intervention thank you <laughs> you could tell you're i'm glad you could tell i was struggling there i knew you were trying to get i was just like i wanted it's to the heroin that makes you so focused out of nowhere i know it's, <laughs> it's the heroin you should just no, call uh, it existential crisis the show I think that'll be easier for at you. At this point, at this point though, it's not. It's at this point, okay. it's just a slice of life. Like the beginning of it, it was because they did focus a lot on, like the beginning of the show was like a lot on these characters and the job and getting the job, et cetera, et cetera, and like on the job. The past two episodes were more, like the 
episode eight was playful. It was the like basically not school fair. What is it? The athletics day where it's like the yeah yeah, yeah. where all the different classes compete. Of? Sports yeah, festival. I can't think of. There you go. Thank you. And um, because nobody wanted to do any of the running, the teacher like the teacher assigns the two idols to do like the four by four relay or whatever, like mixed relay. Oh yeah. So like once they get assigned, all the girls are like, "Oh, I would have done it if I knew that they were going to do it." And it's just like whatever. But that episode was a sports festival, and like they the idols are getting egged on by like boys who are just jealous that they're getting attention by girls all the time. So it's just it's just a fine episode. It was oh poor it was a them. sports. Fe- I know it oh. was a sports festival episode, but like what was really cool about the episode is that they actually started to act a little bit more playful towards each other. And like, they've been a lot less angry at each other. Cause like at the very beginning of the show, they hated each other. They couldn't stand each other. And now they're kind of being more friendly towards each other. Yeah. Because I feel like this girl has mellowed them both out and made them focus on the goals that they want to attain. So they it was a good episode i mean it wasn't they didn't reinvent the wheel with this this sports festival episode it was just a good solid episode but this latest episode episode nine which was titled scandal boy was it juicy um no it was a good episode basically uh the girl had been working for them as a manager in training but she isn't allowed to tell anybody for some stupid reason i don't remember why that whole thing is but basically, she's not supposed to tell anybody that she's working for them. And during school, like after school ends, like right as the bell rings, they all three of them get a text message from like, you know, the music company that they're with or whatnot. And they got into the idol festival show, like the best of the best show as like they scraped in there. They were one of the last submissions that got in. And basically, they all, like, look at their phones, contain their excitement. They all three of them leave and go to, like, the back of the school where nobody is. And they all high-five each other. They high-five. That's it. They're smiling. They're high-fiving. They're jumping up and down for joy. Somebody's in the bushes with the smartphone taking photos. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't I don't like, like the that it, out of context of... Some person in a bush outside of a high school taking photos. They make it kind of like they eerily make it seem like it's one of the girl's friends that took the photos because she's like a closet idol nerd and loves idols, etc. And I think it's like one of those things that she's been on to them the entire time because like the next day they come to school and there are photos of the three of them posted on, you know, a bulletin board. But it's like from nearly the beginning of when she was hired to like the past day and all the rumors start getting spread all the girls start getting catty towards this just i forget what they call her potato face like they call the i mean your name's not better your name is eyebrows yeah no they start like you know kind of getting catty towards eyebrows and uh she's like i don't know how to handle this or whatnot but like she's kind of keeping her composure until she like you know at one point just like walks away and starts like bawling and then gets a call from her boss and is like, please like just get here as soon as you can. We'll figure it out. Are you, and by the way, are you doing okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm doing fine. She's like, no, like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I, I think so. 
they all go to the like office and they try to figure out how to save face. And then they find out that they're trending. And that's kind of where the episode ends is like this scandal. It's just like, it's just, just say that she is a manager in trading. I don't understand what, like why that is such a big deal that they have a handler at school and it just so happens to be a classmate. I'm sure you'll find out more next time on existential crisis, the show. Yes, but it's a very good show. I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, it's a it's a decent slice of life. Like it's not bad. It's not great by any means, but it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it more than I am Shikamori, but that's yeah. just me. Wait till this last anyway. episode, my dude. Speaking of something last that episode, we, yeah, it's on something that we can both agree upon. Something that we should have had the last episode, maybe like five episodes ago, Is or you know, eight ever? episodes ago after yeah. episode one. Tomodachi game, which um, I really don't want to go too far into no, Tomodachi game. No, all we can say is that he they play hi- off a cliff. They play hide and seek really rough. Like this is no, I've never played hide and seek like this. I've never played a game where part of my strategy is to hurl a woman off a cliffside and and have her plummet to what it was supposed to be her death. Um, except for a a chivalrous man saving her, but yeah, it, like it's it's playing so much into the like audience. You don't know what's happening, but like we like we're gonna kind of give we you hints. Going on, yeah, like and and other characters do too. Like not just the person who's creating the scheme, but like those watching and and those who know him closely like they know what's happening like i'm like i really don't give a shit <laughs> like i truthfully don't i will say I will though say these past two episodes have been more entertaining and more engaging than the yes. past seven yes i agree i i think it's because they're adding more of like the intense death element and i think it's because they got away from the like it's the friend group playing it's now like one friend group versus another friend group. So you have like actual competition. There's some, you just want to see, I just want to see friends who are actually friends get torn apart via mind games. That's all this is. Yeah. I mean, that, that is how how fucked up can we get? That is the basis of the show for the most part. But like, I don't know. It's not getting to a point where I'd be like, okay, it's, it's turned over a new leaf like they've they've really no. turned the page on this and, and they're starting to move in the right direction it's just been a less precipitous drop i would say no it, it, they've yeah, sort of say, it's, it's mellowed out a bit but they're still falling if you want to put it into an analogy the main character makes a turn and makes the his teammate drop yeah uh, good one that was a really long stretch my dude it was it was really bad, almost as bad as the show. God, yeah, no, I, almost. Hey, that means it's better, and I'm it, I'm improving. I know. I <laughs> well, it, it would take a lot to be worse than this show. Again, it's it's not like it's like a it's a god awful show. Like never oh, touch a, it. No, this is this is like a three or four out of ten. Yeah, this is it's bad. just it's not good. It, it's really not good. I'm definitely like, wasting my time, but like I'm entertained, but like in the worst possible way. This it, is like going to see Glorious Bastards in theaters. Or not Inglorious Bastards. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, no, that's an actual. Sorry, sorry. That's an actually good movie. No, what's the movie with all the like brawny action, eighties action heroes? Oh, men? you mean the in, the Indispensables or whatever they're called? 
Yeah, whatever fucking movie that All is. All the like, old dudes that are like, we're coming back for another round, and it's like, uh, fucking, yeah. like, Sylvester Stallone and <laughs> all them. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever, whatever fucking movies, though. Expendables. Expendables, this is yeah. like This is, like, as bad as watching The Expendables. Indispensables. Like, it's what just the fuck is that? Indispensables. I'm making a know. new spinoff of, called The Indispensables. Um, and it's just no-name people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, no, like this is this is just as bad as going to watch one of those, but it's just as entertaining because you know it's gonna be bad. Yeah, you know that it's dog shit, but you're gonna be entertained by something stupid. Yeah, I just my my biggest, well, I shouldn't say my biggest. It's honestly there's a lot of issues I have with it, but the one thing that irks me the most, and it's probably just because I don't like this other anime to begin with, is that they try to do like the stupid Death Note like mind game bullshit but then like they're actual like when you find out when all the what everything gets resolved and you get you see the bigger picture the connections they make are the most idiotic over-the-top bullshit that you're like that that is nigh impossible to begin with how did you get to that point how did we get from point a to point fucking double z like what what happened in the middle like it, there's so many pieces of this show that are like that that aggravate me like that i'm just like i and then it's they dumb. yeah but then I, like the one part that pissed me off the most where i was like oh i don't like you was like after the end of the second game when one of the people that oversee the game the, like the controllers mm-hmm. or whomever they are because they're still a mystery are like before our main character goes through like the, here's how I find out Tenji was the traitor. The person looks at the camera directly at it. They're like, if you didn't figure it out yet, audience go back and rewatch for all the clues. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Was this, did you assign me homework? Like, is this a, is this going to yes. be on the test tomorrow? Professor? We need more views for the show so we get renewed for a second season. Go oh back and God. see all the clues. And you know it's <laughs> going to be renewed because didn't you say there's like 50 bajillion chapters of this shitty fucking hey, manga too? Hey, just because too? there's 50 bajillion chapters doesn't mean it's going to get renewed. Yeah, that's true. Looking at you, Hunter Hunter fans. <laughs> Except it didn't well, no, get Hunter renewed Hunter too. Went through, I was going to say Hunter Hunter went through all of its source material. No, it did not. I don't think so. No, I I'm no, they're sure extend- it no, they're getting more. That's well, the whole no, no, joke, no. The source right? Source material is getting continued. I they're thought... getting like they're getting a volume's worth of new material from the mangaka. Yeah, manga-ka? but I... Man... yeah, there you go. I thought yeah. the story never finished. I thought literally the, the whole sure. thing was the story never finished. Well, no. The story, the story of the manga never finished. AKA the story of the anime never finished because the story in general is just not right. finished. But they caught up to the source. Listen, material. I was pointing out an anime that I didn't think you'd like. I can put, I can talk about Iran High School Host Club and really dig those wounds deep if you want me to, Mister. Hurt me. Yeah, <laughs> hurt me, Daddy. Yeah. But anyway, I didn't this, say it. I, your words, not mine. <laughs> anyway, this show is Garbo, and I'm I'm done talking about it. What do we have next? Is it Onipon? Oni- Please tell me it's Onipon. Oni- oh, good, my favorite show. I uh, fucking the love fucking this show. ending is a banger. I'm so happy I found the ending on Spotify. It's, it's great. It's, Go, the, it's, it's like, one of the it's few. Literally, just like Oni 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 Bon or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's what it's named. It's also the only it's show stupid. from recent memory that changed its. Well, first off, it doesn't have an intro song. It just has an outro. Well, but it changed it's only its 14 out... minutes. I know, but as a show that only is 14 minutes long, it's it now has two EDs. Like it, it like it, it changed Too halfway bombed. through, and I'm like, what? 
Wit well, Studio fair, is, I think, uh, Switch Studio is taking that budget and really maximizing it. <laughs> They're doing yeah, well, it's, stellar it's the, work. Well, I think it's actually the voice actresses that do the songs. Yeah, yeah the three the great. three women that voice uh, the, the three, three characters, Oni characters. Owners. Yep. They, they they're the, the ones endings, that sing but, it. Yeah. No, I mean I think to be fair, uh those Snow White notes, they had two different intro songs. Well that's a that's a fucking musical. That's about music. Yeah, but you would think that you would use that music budget on the music show, not well, the intros. I mean Daimon just had a technically a different outro this last episode too. Did they? I, I don't yeah. know if I remember. I'm talking like it. I'm talking like a legit like just random show halfway through changes their outro in the Fair season. Enough. Anywho. Like that's Onipon like incredible. I don't think we really need to go into like much to into Onipon. The only thing I want to bring up the latest episode is like they have to do like a trial to get th- like new pants because like their pants apparently have a limit as to how many times they can change. In the last trial, they like put the pants on for the last time and turn into adventurers. Like they're like adventure change. One of them becomes Indiana Jones, the other becomes Laura Croft, and the other becomes fucking Nathan Drake. And it's, it's great. It's that's, perfect. That's the only thing I needed. Like, like I was he, like, wait, that's definitely Tomb Raider. What are the other two? And then I like finally got a glimpse. I was like, okay, that's Indiana Jones. Is the other one Nathan Drake? And sure shit, yes, it was. I was like, oh my goodness. The humor I is always on point. About this. The humor is always oh, yeah. on point. I, I, the references and the humor is always great. Like, yeah. The show is just a delight. It's a feast for the eyes. Like the animation is phenomenal. Yes. It's super I, good. I just, wait, what the fuck? Why? You just, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I really you don't have to. You, just, you don't have to know anything. Hard, you're going hard for like 14 minute episodes a week. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. They're taking every they're taking every little bit they get and just going the extra mile with it all. And by golly, is that what makes Onipon so great? Oh, I love by this. Gosh, by golly! Anywho, Stop. Um, yeah, but go go listen to their EDs. I don't know who sings them, but the first ED on Spotify is called. Oni Papa Pan Pan. And then the second one. So that's Oni P A P A P A N. Isn't the second one Oni 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 Pan? Or Oni. Uh, I think the second one's Oni. I would have to look it up. Just look up Oni Pan. No, just look up Oni Pan. You'll find them both. Easy peasy. They're great. And you can go watch it on High Dive too. Yes, every Thursday. Just like your boy Kong Ming. Anyway. I think it's Thursday. Anywho. um, Diamond's our next one. Um, what the fuck happened to Diamond? It was the Christmas episode. There's a lot. It like it's the it's Christmas, and then we learn about birthdays. Oh, that's and right. And there's an awkward dating. Well, like awkward, supposed to be a date ends up not being a date thing with uh, Nagomu, who's our main man, and his ex girlfriend, and then the girl that works at the shop that's also the singer, the YouTube sensation. Yeah, she like, has a crush that's on funny. him. She was like. Yeah, that was funny because she's like the young girls like practicing to ask him out just like in the side room and he just so happened to walk by in here and he's like, "Yeah, sure, that sounds like fun. Let's go." Freaks her the fuck out. Mhm. That's really funny. It's a there's yeah. a it's one of the I think this is the one episode where they kind of go away from the formula of like sticking with one kind of single plot line through cuz like the beginning it's about learning about it's it's Izuka, the small girl's birthday and but he never tells her what her her his birthday is. Jeez, oh, Pete's. But then she, 
Itsuka founds out, finds out from Nagomo's ex-girlfriend that his birthday's in like tomorrow <laughs> and then she freaks out so her gift to him which that scene was hilarious he wakes up at 5 a.m yep. to get ready and she's in the hallway and just goes good morning and like shines a flashlight from underneath her like horror film style and freaks him the fuck out like that killed fire me. telling a scary story yeah, yeah. That's great. and her gift to him is basically like hey here's my birthday you get to we can go out together for my birthday like you asked to and she, but she's like, I don't know if it's necessarily going out for my birthday. It's a one-time ticket to go out and do something. It's no, it's like good on her birthday. Because she's like, oh. you have to have it at my birthday, otherwise I'm gonna make you eat a thousand yokan. <laughs> and he's like, that's gonna I, be painful. I thought, okay, that's right. But I think she only said for her birthday because she assumed that her mom was not gonna make it. Or is well, that the next episode? No. Her mom, her mom made it for Christmas. Her whole thing was she didn't like promises because her mom would always say like, "Oh, I'm gonna celebrate Christmas with you. I promise." And then she's like, "Oh, uh, I'm working late. It's it's late. Yeah." So like her dad always had to like rush back. Well, when he wasn't off doing you know playing music and stuff, had to go back and basically, you know, be the one there to celebrate with her. Uh, so that's why she's like, "I'm not big on promises," but because he, Nagoma, when he was like, "Oh, for your birthday, I'm gonna do something special. Like we'll go out together. I promise." And she's like, "I don't like promises." But when he gives her, when she gives her his present, he's like, "All right, I won't, I'm not gonna lose this. I promise." And does like the pinky swear, and I was like, "Oh, that's adorable." But then yeah, the mm-hmm. last, the latter half of it is the awkward like girl asks out Nagomo. He's like, "Sure," but then Kanako is also like, "Hey, I'm alone on Christmas Eve. Can we do something together?" And he's like, it just so happens that I'm going somewhere. Follow me. And then it's this awkward, like, the two girls that like him doing this weird, like, haha, we're friendly, but on the inside, I am somewhat jealous of you. There's one scene that kills me where they both give him Christmas presents, and the young YouTube girl gives him home, like, handmade, homemade sweets. And then the ex girlfriend gives him, like, a towel that he uses a lot when he's working. And then their inner monologues when he opens them is the, the the YouTube girl's like, shit, of course, get him a present he's going to use every day at work. Why didn't I think of that? And then the ex-girlfriend's like, oh, the days shit. of being youthful and being able to make hand, you know, homemade things without having that weird, awkward feeling. It's like such sweet innocence. I, I don't have that anymore. And then they're both are like, turn to each other. They're like, hey, where'd you get that? towel it'd be really cool if you showed me the store ha <laughs> ha i was like oh no your homemade sweets are so much better you have to teach me some time <laughs> and i'm like i feel awkward for both of them but yeah this hurts it was it was a fun episode it, it, it was definitely like different vibes than the other ones which i kind of like <laughs> it's been episode of episode after like just really emotional, tense stuff. And I'm like, oh, thank God, a, a breather, the Christmas episode. But it's yeah. been really good. I, I still I still, truthfully think this is my dark horse for the season just because of how good it is in terms of storytelling and character building. Like, it is, is probably one of the more surprising shows, and especially being a slice of life, too. I'm, I'm really shocked at how well it's it's gone on so far so we'll see how it ends over these next few days but based on its current track record it's doing stellar yeah no it's it's definitely a good show like it's in my top five but it's doing a lot better than i thought it would and for that 
And that's what I... Wait, sorry, damn it, not for that. And that's what I appreciate about you, bud. Anywho. I, I couldn't help you there. Like, I was about to sip tea, and then I saw your brain I, malfunction, and I was I like, just, he's I just, I just melted. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just... My brain become smooth like a landing pad. But anywho... Um, moving straight along, because I know we're, we're about to run way over an hour again. Um, Kaguya-sama, I don't want to touch too, too much upon this, other than it's finally happening. Yeah. It's finally ramping up to, like, they're finally, like, this feels like that they are, like, it feels serious enough to where they are actually going to finally confess to each other. Because yeah. Kaguya's, con- like, said to her maid person, Hayasaka, that, like, I I I love the president. I love him. She's like, wait a second. Did did I just yeah. hear that? <laughs> Sir, come out of your leak? mouth. What's happening? Did you, you did, did did you, you smell toast? Leak? Yeah. Did, do you smell burnt toast? Anywho, like yeah, like they're finally coming to terms. Like, and he's like, yeah, I'm going out of the country for college. Like, I need to get this done. I need to do this, or else I'm going to regret it. So it's like. It feels like it's happening, and the fact that they want to do it at the end of the culture festival is like, ah, this is great. And the fact that the culture festival is one of those places that everybody's like, ah, you have an improved chance of getting a yes out of the person you love. Fucking Ishigami asking out. I, I like, actually cheered when it happened. I was watching it, and I, I, I got so, so happy. happy. I know. I was so giddy for him. I'm proud of my boy. He's like the, he was like the stuttering, mumbling, do you want to um, go um, do this, uh, my classroom's haunted house um, with me? Um, and she and was like, like, yeah, yes. I love it. let's do it. Eyes sparkling. And I'm like, ah, it happened. But I think my, the better, the best part that happened afterwards was the three other nerdy guys grouped up doing the death laser pointing at him. Yeah. But my, my fear is, is that like, she's not... I don't think that she said yes with any romantic intentions or wanting to date behind it, which is, I think we'll find out, yay or nay. But, like, I'm happy for the small victory he had right now. Yeah, I I think it'll be something a little bit more surprising. I I think it's going to be one of those things where she says yes because no one has asked her out before because they've been intimidated by her. Be. you could be right there i i could be. honestly don't know but like well because that's I, that's I, been like her 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 personality right is like everyone always talks about how like she's she's very much she's an just like the volleyball she's like the volleyball girl in yeah Shikamori. yeah everyone really appreciates her everyone is fascinated by her everyone thinks she's very beautiful and yeah basically she's reached a level of untouchability so the fact that he asked her out might have been a shock to her to begin with of like holy shit no one's actually ever done that but yeah. so we'll see i'm 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 expecting the worst, hoping for the best. But yeah, yeah the, like it's ramping up and it's finally like, ah, this feels like something's going to happen. Yeah. I, I will say one thing is that they brought back the ramen shop group. Yeah. And they tease, oh God, they tease the yes. fact that the ramen kings are like the four ramen, like, Gurus. groups. Yeah, whatever, whatever they're called, are like going to show up in a future episode. I was so ecstatic i was like oh my gosh it's happening they're they're coming back they're bringing back another like another reference and it's gonna be (laughs) incredible i cannot wait yeah they do kind of like what they do in the manga where it's like to be continued for like whatever stupid side bit they're doing i love it but um yeah that whole bit with uh kaguya having to make coffee and they're like we want that person and it's hayasaka (laughs) to We and want her like, to make our coffee. And then Hayasaka's like, judging Kaguya. She's like, yeah, 
Uh, she can be basically qual like she can be characterized as um, someone that's garbage at this. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty trash. And then she um, just like spits it back in her face. She's <laughs> like, "I may not be able to make coffee, but I can definitely make tea." And she does her like innate, like super, just like oh my god, like tea process, like itty, like nitty gritty tea process. And they have a cup, and they're like, "We for uh, I." We apologize. We're sorry. Thank you for the tea. This is phenomenal. But not Thank just so that. Much. Like the guy that was just judging that. it. Just, yeah, he's like, we could tell that you put in so much love for this tea. As no, to, no, like, say like how he was saying it. Make. He was like, this is the tea that you make for the one that you love you truly love the most. The one you truly love. And she, it's this is for him. And she's like, shush, shut up, shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Oh he's my, we right in the corner. There. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Oh my god, that part killed me. Yeah, no, this show. And then, just, and then she just says, "Please leave," and just yeah. slams the check. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> yeah, this it's it's it so, so funny. Good. But I I it's yeah, so funny. like you were saying before though, I I appreciate the fact that they're finally getting to the whole like crux of how what the show center around, which is who's gonna confess to whom and what's gonna happen next and will it actually happen? So yeah, we're getting there. Yep, we don't know when, but. You know, wheels are a moving. Yeah, I'm actually uh, so PSA for you guys. They put most a majority of Kaguya Sama on like manga on sh the Shonen Jump app. So oh, I've yeah. slowly been getting through it. I'm on like volume four right now. Oh, nice. So yeah, so I've been slowly reading through it, trying to catch up. I don't know if I necessarily want to pass where they're at, but I probably will eventually. But. God, I love this show. This show is so fucking funny. This is this is definitely like my number two, three show. Just like any given week, it could be number two. Any given week, it could be number three. But I think the fact that it's going more plot wise, it's probably the number two over Comey. Yeah, because Comey's still in the stages of here's a bunch of gags. Here you go. And speaking of Comey, let's just roll right into it. Um, they do. It's just more gags. It's more a little bit of not necessarily character development, but it's like getting to know the characters a bit more and doing more with those people. Well, it's it's like we had said before, they're building out the relationships, right? So right yeah. now the 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 main focus, I mean, this episode has a lot to do with Katai at the beginning, which is the I love him. He's, I love him so much. I want to protect him so much. I want I want nothing bad can happen to him ever because I will take a bullet for him. He is he should be treasured by all. I he, cannot wait for his sister to be introduced. Though. Yeah, there's a lot of characters that I can't wait to be introduced and we're going to we'll, so we'll get many. to that later. But yeah, no, this episode Whenever is they, like they do it. Is Katai trying to ask out Tadano to go ice skating with him? Well, the first part is the shrine and they go to the shrine and that's whatever. Nothing really spectacular. The second part is ice skating, which is hilarity to begin with. F Frank complains about this animation that happens twice. We're going to ignore him because he's just going to ramble it's, and be an asshole. It's but so it's fine. janky. It's hilarious. It's fine. It's just twice. It's not that bad. Shush. But scene transitions that are really <laughs> bad. They're just as bad as my transitions for shows, okay? It's, eh, yeah. I'm glad you're at least admitting that fact. Anywho. Other than my Shikamori one today, so. Yeah, that was good. Continue. But we see, like, more of Katai because I think it's like they're kind of and, and they're keeping true to the source material from what I can remember, at least um, that he's getting more attention lately because he's the newer character and, you know, they're trying to get him up to speed essentially. 
Um, yeah. But it's great because during that time, and this is where we get into like the third part of the episode, the final part, they get more opportunities to start developing the, we'll call it relationship, between Comey and Tadano. Because Tadano in the, the last the latter part of the episode catches a cold. He's his mom and sister leave to go out. His sister's like, Don't die. He's like, I'm not. Next scene, he's like, I am dying. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm on my deathbed. This is it. This is the end. And he's like, Oh, I'll call Najimi because I need water. I need food. Like, I need someone to help me. Oopsie poopsie called Comey instead. Guess who shows up after he calls Najimi, thinking that, you know, Najimi's going to be to his rescue? It's our good old friend Comey. Oh. Ready to yeah, ready to take care of Tadano with a blank stare and no words, just <laughs> writing in her notebook still. Uh, mm-hmm. But you see, like, you you see, they're finally breaking out of the awkward, can't really talk to each other, um, you know, in in like public settings phase, and now they're like, bam! It's like she comes over to his house. And we're getting yeah. more to like the one-on-one interactions with just Comey and and Tadano, no one else around. And you finally get to see like this is I think the first episode where you really see some emotions, I guess you'd say, and and feelings coming out. Where Comey takes care of him, she's about to leave, and she's like, "Oh, an open hand, I see. Hmm, maybe if I pretend like I'm holding right. hands, and then bam, Najmi comes in. She's like, oh." And Najmi's like, hey, what's up? You still here? And she she shakes her head. She's like, and then writes, no, I'm not here. And Najmi's like, wait, so you're not here right now? And she just shakes her head so violently. <laughs> Najmi's like, your head's going to fall off. Can you not right now? Like, please not, you know, blow your own head off by how violently you're shaking. So it's we get a little bit of that, which is great. And I'm excited to see that go out, you know, start building out more. Because we're what six seven episodes into this season because it's been you know it came out later than everyone else thanks netflix i'll double check god i think we're Sorry. six in I, my, I know it goes to netflix, netflix japan <laughs> it's god every freaking time <laughs> Just i think because that one time we wanted to watch the butthead detective thing the butt and detective. it was worth it sir it was worth it, it was worth it hey i i was the one that committed to the bit that is true i i gave off i fell off really quickly after the theme song of him farting i think we're on episode six i think this was technically episode 18 under netflix so it is a 18 yeah so, so. we're six episodes in so we're halfway through so we get we, get, we yep. have we have six more six more episodes to go but yeah I, I i'm glad that this season is is kind of going along with what we were predicting which is they're building more of the existing relationships there's less new characters coming up and more just taking what they've already developed and just building that up more and more so yeah getting more comey tadano time is is very nice to see and i love seeing how they've been interacting with one another more and more and still trying to escape the like awkward bubbles because they had a weird and like scene with when they're skating where they're like holding uh, he was teaching her how to stop and he's like, Oh, if you don't stop right, you'll just spin. And she spins and they come like face to face and like pause for a couple seconds. And then Tadano's like, Hey, I'm going to go look at what Katai's doing. I'm going to hope he's doing okay. I'm going to buy now. So mm-hmm. you still have that, but you're starting to see more of their feelings pop up 
It's just, you know, not when they're both <laughs> conscious, I guess we'll say. So we're still far from any sort of real confessions of any kind, but it's it's still it's 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 really it's really good. It's really cute. I like it. It's at this point right now, it's more of a comedy than it is a, a comedy slice of life than it is a rom com. Yeah. And yeah. I think we won't get to the rom com bit until season three. Yeah. Which I thought I really wanted them to get to it on this season, but they're not gonna get to it until next season for no. sure. No, it's 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 gonna be a while. But again, like I I think it's great what they're doing with building up pieces because you're, they're using like existing characters to bring out the other personality, like the other pieces of each character's personality too. Like Onamine, the the one character that acts like everyone's mom, um, because yeah. she's the older sister of them all. Like we have that that great scene of of her and Tadano talking and Komi following them and like kind of lurking and and observing and. I guess in a way, slightly jealous, you know. So you get that coming out. Um, you get the weird scenes with Yamai being kind of a real weird pervy person, but then also, as always, <laughs> it, it also shows just how innocent and naive Comey is too, <laughs> you know. So it, I like how each character sort of bounces off of each other. In, in different ways, like each character meshes differently with one another. Like Yumai and Nakanaka are always competing and butting heads, but then they're also like they interact with Komi in completely different manners too. Like, yeah, I, I just that part's enjoyable. So being able to see those things develop more this season is really nice, because then, as we both know, it'll culminate to larger events in the future where we've already established sort of a base ground, a base level of what we're, what we're to expect. But now we're getting to see it like actually live in action. How are these going to play out with all these like new external factors in play? Like how, how is everyone going to shape out? Are they going to change? Are they going to stay strong? Like that's where they're at right now is building up to that point, getting them firmly cemented, like, you know, with their personalities and interactions with one another and relationships too so it's great yeah they've they've pretty much cemented it i think the the remaining of the season is just going to be leading up until the end of this school year if i'm not mistaken uh yeah i would i would guess i don't think that they the go case. into the next school year where they change classes i don't think so not this season no that would and by change be... classes i mean they just go to like the next year that's all yep yeah but yep comey it's great it is what it is it's funny it, if you don't enjoy it then you if you didn't enjoy season one you're not going to enjoy season two mm -mm. it is what it is but um moving right along to the juggernaut that is spy family or spy x family whatever floats your boat possibly the two best episodes of the fucking season eh. depending on who you are because we are finally, finally, finally introduced to Yuri or yours brother Yuri uh, on Breyer. Ice. Oh, what? I said on ice. Oh God damn it! <laughs> this isn't Mappa. This is this is Wit. This and is Wit Cloverworks and, and Cloverworks. But we we get our introduction to Yuri, and the guy's a psychopath. The guy is a psychopath in every word, sense of the word because he loves his sister and has a sister complex. And he's 
basically he works for the yeah he works for the secret police and it's funny because the the fucking Lloyd finds out he he knowingly unknowingly stumbles upon the fact that he works for the secret police because of like an old training manual yeah and yeah. it's great he um I was really worried when his character was going to be shown in the show because because of the popularity that this show has, it already got this weird BS at the beginning of, like, Anya, that whole incident with, like, people thinking that oh. they're sexualizing her because she blushes. That was she just sees. one stupid idiot on yeah, the Yeah, but internet. that steamrolled into a bunch of other stupid idiots commenting and making more stuff and yada, yada, yada. But that was, when I saw that happening, I was like, uh-oh, I don't want to know what's going to be said about your because your like, or Yuri, excuse me, yours brother. Because, like, if you go deeper into their backstory, which I think these episodes do a good they amount, do. but they, but they do, they, they go deeper, I think later on too. Um, mm -hmm. he, like, it makes sense why he is so infatuated with your to begin with, because they like, they didn't have parents at a young age. It was basically your taking care of Yuri for most of his life, at least from what he can really remember. But the whole, their whole relationship was that he was, really smart and intelligent and wanted to show off and appreciated getting the recognition of like all of his accomplishments. And that was what your gave him was like the, Oh my gosh, you did so good. Or like, look at you. You're this so is smart. The one thing I can do for you other than providing food by killing people. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause your was the person Which... that would like cook very poorly. Um, and like, you know, raised him, supported him, you know, both, both financially and just, you know, by maintaining a home and stuff like that. Obviously he didn't know what she did as terms of her occupation to get the money. Uh, except which for the fact so that she would show fucking funny, except she would show up covered in blood, which that was the funniest part was when they were going through like the memories of Yuri and Yuri freaked out when Yuri she's showed like up with 16 blood. Sixteen, and he's like eight or some shit, and he's like, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my Whose gosh, what is that?" No, he and goes, she's he like, goes, "Don't oh worry my about gosh. that. Here's here's an encyclopedia that you wanted." <laughs> yeah, quick distraction, but no, he was like, "Oh my gosh, you're in, you're covered in blood," and yours re yours response was, "Oh, don't worry, it's not mine. Here's your dictionary." Well, no, she thinks that internally. She's like, she thought that internally. No, when she was a kid, that's what she told him. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I've I've watched the episode twice because oh, I I might have remembered it, it wrong. She, but she like, definitely says it like internally. She's like, at least it's not my blood. Yeah, I just I, the, those scenes killed me. But yeah, I just I, I was always worried when his when he was going to be shown in the show because I didn't know how people were going to react. But again, like it, it's good that they went deep and well, relatively deep into their like previous you know parts of their lives and then showed. That deep. Ba, ba. Just Dumb a joke. flesh wound. Um, I mean, I feel like if people have a problem with this, then they have a problem with fucking Game of Thrones or any other show that does this well, type of thing. And I mean, like, there are other characters. Like the one, the one character that I know that, unfortunately, I don't really like him. But that's also just because he's not a likable character to begin with. Is uh, Gauche Gauche from Black Clover? He's got like a oh. sister complex where he's just like always talking about his sister and thinking about his sister and like oh, there's that, that too. Guy, yeah, I yeah. 
there's I that guy too him. and and like i know people have an issue with that too and his is just strange to begin with but i was like oh i hope that people don't associate yuri with like think... characters like that where it's like it's it goes beyond just like a more like sister brother think, love well to like a, yeah. yeah well he does have that sisterly brotherly love like sister complex and loves his sister etc to the, like ends of the earth there are multiple times within the episodes or ep- episode or episodes in which he has like he kind of throws out there like i did want you to marry someone you absolutely fell in love with or somebody that could protect you better than i can or just as much as i can so it's like I don't think he realistically expected to end up with his sister, but he's no. still having a hard time to let go of her. So it it just comes off as really creepy. But like, I think that like at the end of the day, I don't think he means like he loves his sister in a sexual type of way. No, no, is, no, 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 it, it, yeah. And I, but again, like that was brought out more, which and is more. what people, which is what people are going to be like focusing on rather than the like, other little things that he says is like, I wanted you to marry somebody you truly love. Right. Yeah, so. exactly. Like, again, like the, they, they, they do a good job and the source material did it too. It's just, I, I know how some people can be when they watch something, they'll see something immediately and then just go up, oh, turn brain off, start opinions. That guy wants to date his, marry his sister. Gross, disgusting, have it canceled. Yeah. But I, I, I fucking love Yuri. He is hilarious. Yeah. He brings a, a just like he brings tension to an already tense situation of just a fake family living in strict Berlin, aka Berlin, but like it's Berlin, haha. Yeah. Um, I think that like it just his character alone brings just a little bit more tension that's just unnerving. Well, and I I think it does more than just that too because it's hilarious that on the first day of meeting Yuri, which we, we already knew based on what Yor had said that he worked for, and Lloyd knew this too, that he worked for the government. Like he was a government worker. Um, but it wasn't until yeah. that whole sequence of like the bottle of wine and the Lloyd being like, Oh, this is, he's just repeating this training manual. So I know he's in the secret police. You dumb, dumb, just figured you out. Like in the, in the first instance of meeting Yuri, Lloyd figures out he's in the secret police, but it's still hilarious that their internal family does not know what anyone else does. Like even yep. Yor doesn't know exactly what Yuri does, which is what this and last Anya episode doesn't was. Know, Anya doesn't know either because Anya is asleep during the whole time that Yuri or Yor. Yeah. Yuri is over. Except she does find out in this latest episode when oh, that is Lloyd right. is talking about it at the table and she reads his mind. So the only one that knows that's everything true. is, is Anya. Anya it's... knows the, everything that's happening. Um, God, I saw, I saw a meme this weekend. My buddy John sent me it. It's uh it's just like a, a four by four chart of like, is smart is, or is dumb, is smart, acts, acts dumb, acts smart. And it's, Acts dumb is dumb and it's like or acts dumb or is dumb acts smart Anya. Anya. <laughs> Actually dumb acts dumb your. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh poor no. your. Uh, yeah. But like after watching these episodes, it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Kinda. And then it's, it's like is dumb acts smart Frankie. 
is smart, acts smart, and Lloyd. I'm just like, oh, yeah. it's perfect, but fucking, don't, why you gotta do your dirty like that? I know. That? She's so sweet in her own dumb ways. Um, she is. But yeah, I, I love that element that they're building into it with Yuri. The whole like, yeah, he's secret police. Lloyd knows it. Yor doesn't. Lloyd then tests tests Yor. Yor still doesn't. Lloyd, I guess, is somewhat relieved. Goes but, back to normal. Yeah. But then, like, Yor doesn't know what Lloyd does, actually. And no one knows about Anya. And they just think she's a dumb girl that picks up on social cues really well, though, <laughs> somehow. Um, Not necessarily social cues, but more so just, like, when she needs to be sh- smart, she is. Well, uh, that, but then also, like, this episode... Like before she goes to school, Anya is just like, Mama and Papa Mom are fighting. fighting. And they're like, No, we're not. We're okay. Like, nothing wrong here. Go off to school. And Lloyd's like, Huh, perceptive little fucker, isn't she? <laughs> and, then, and then, like, at the end of the episode, she's like, Ah, Mama and Papa are, are, are good again. Like, they're on good I- terms. And Lloyd's like, We weren't ever fighting, you little shit. Like, stop reading our minds how are you doing that i still think that the best part about these two episodes is that two things one you uh you uh yuri is drinking a shit ton of wine because he can't come to like he can't come to the terms that she actually found somebody that can protect him or like protect his sister not just drinking and like takes yeah. takes cap takes bottle uh the cork out of the double bottle wine and, and just, just starts chugging it not chugging like t- like five feet over his head pouring it down his throat and that's when lloyd is like wow the uh god i can't think of the briars they really yeah the briars they really can't handle their alcohol <laughs> and then at the end of episode eight going and spilling in nine like yours like hey if you two love each other kiss each other and that's when or yuri says that and you're like chug some of the wine is just gets blasted and it's like and she does goes from, i don't want to kiss you i've never kissed a person before oh my god to like i'm going to jump your fucking bones in front of my brother yeah like i, I it was like oh my, my god, brother's about so to see something funny. pg-13 real quick mm-hmm. you mean x-rated but yeah it was pg-13 calm down what was x-rated though was the fucking open hand slap she gave yuri well she meant to give lloyd but lloyd dodged and then yuri fucking barrel spun in the air fifty thousand times and smashed into the wall not once but twice to the point where he was bleeding profusely blood spurting out of his skull like a goddamn fountain and was like i'm all right see you later alligators (laughs) gets slapped again no she gets he gets slapped twice like yeah that. that's what i mean he got she uh, got slapped the first time when your was like freaked out about the whole kissing thing and then he got slapped a second time when he was saying something and she yeah. just slapped him so it was good yeah. it was a good time he got slapped silly but, that boy spy family it's it's a silly fun show like again it's it's a juggernaut like it's become one of those shows you really can't ignore it is everywhere and everybody is talking about it like you can't get away from it i so much so i think uh uniqlo just dropped their merch for spy family in japan this past week and they're doing so in canada mid-june and then they 
announced for the U.S. It'll be early July. So yeah. that's there's something there to look forward to, which I am oh, excited I mean, because I do want to get one of those shirts. And there's so least. many small, like the smaller creators too, that are really good, and they do like handmade stuff that are making tons of Spy Family things that they're just getting like sold out instantly. Like this show, yeah. the like, show's reached. I saw I saw a quick clip on on Twitter that um, in Japan. Spy Family is still beating beating out Stranger Things, like the newest season of Stranger Things in terms of like total watch. Doesn't surprise me. I feel it doesn't like. surprise me either, but like I feel like Stranger Things is also one of those shows that's reached it international. It is a culture phenomenon. Yeah. yeah, like it's reached internationally, I think, compared to like other uh, like Western shows that have come out in recent years. Um, so the fact that Spy Family is still like as a new show, because we're on season four of Stranger Things, like as a new show still beating out you know, Stranger Things in terms of Total Watch, like, that's still pretty shocking. Like, There's a lot I can get into about that that I won't just now because we have gone way over time, and thank you yeah. all for joining us this week. We will be back next week. Uh, Tyler and I have some talking to do. We are going to revamp this show just a teensy tiny a lot a bit. Um, <laughs> it's like, and you know, don't lie to our poor listeners. Yeah, no, we it's we getting a makeover. It's getting a really it's good getting makeover. A makeover. We we've we talked it over and we both have agreed that like while we do enjoy talking about these shows, we sometimes feel like we are talking in circles of just like the show's great, the show's great, the show's great, or the show's bad, the show's bad, the show's bad. And it's like at a certain point we both are just like, What the fuck can we talk about? Yeah. What 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 are we gonna talk about? So we're gonna revamp the show a little bit. Whether it comes out next week or not was to be determined. Um, because we do have to still do our summer twenty twenty two preview. And then the uh I guess in three weeks we'll have the review for spring twenty twenty two. So yeah. I think we got to talk about if we're going to revamp the show and start it in uh, summer or if we want to do it in like next week or the week after. So we'll actually, yeah, one of the two weeks. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll talk. Uh, we'll, we'll get our schedule in order. Um, that'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks. So look forward to that. So until next time, spark triumph, we'll see you then. Bye everyone. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.